chapter number one. First John chapter number one. Glad to have everyone back this afternoon. It's a beautiful day to be in the Lord's house. Book of First John, chapter number one. Tonight I want to ask a very simple question. Kind of going along the same lines of thought we preached on this morning. Can light and darkness exist in the same place? Can you have light and dark in the same place? Can it be dark in here and you flip the lights off and and it be light and dark at the same time? Can it be light in here and you turn the lights off? Can it be light and dark at the same time? Unless you close your eyes, then it's dark to you and light to everybody else, right? But other than that, light and darkness cannot exist at the same time in the same place. It, It can't happen. In the same enclosure... At the same location, light and dark does not coexist. It, it just it just don't mesh. You ever press two magnets together, a north and a north? North and north don't go together. You've got to put a north and a south. Light and darkness don't go together. You can put light with light and dark with dark, but you cannot put... You can't put mint in dark chocolate. It just don't go. Okay? Same concept. It don't go. It don't go at all. First John chapter number 1, verse number 6. If we say we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ as His Son cleanses us from all sin. We know, we know that light and dark cannot exist. But we also know that even after we're cleansed from sin, even after we're saved, even after we repent, We also know that we cannot live a perfect life. We can try hard. We're supposed to try hard. Paul said to be perfect. But we cannot live an absolute perfect life before or after salvation. We are people of sin. However, whenever we make decisions in our life, we cannot say, I'm a Christian and live a life that shows nothing but darkness. In this room right now, if you look underneath your pew, there's a shadow Underneath every one of the pews, there's a shadow. You know what that shadow is? That shadow is where the light is still getting to it, but it's not getting to it as much. You hold your hand up like this, the top of your hand, there's no shadow. None. It does not exist. But the closer you get that hand to the floor, the darker the shadow gets. The further you get your hand away from the light, the further you get yourself away from the light, the darker the shadow gets. The further we get away from the gospel of the truth, the further we get away from Jesus Christ, the more darkness presents itself in our life. And while light and dark cannot coexist together, we, we, can't, we can't live a life for Christ and, and the truth be in us and then go out into this world and act a royal fool all the time. We can't do it. Flip over to First Peter. Excuse me, Second Peter. Chapter number 1, we're going to read a couple of verses over here as well. Book of 1 Peter, chapter number 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, no prophecy of the Scripture is is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. How do we receive the truth in the Word of God? If I open up my Bible and I begin to read, 
and God does not lead in my reading, the Holy Spirit does not help and aid in my understanding of the Word of God, what am I doing? I'm just reading. I'm just allowing my brain to interpret words. That's it. But as the Holy Spirit leads us, we interpret not just words, we interpret truths of God. Jesus said, I am the light. First John says the word was made flesh. Therefore, the gospel, which is the truth, the good news, the gospel is Christ. The word was made flesh, meaning the word of God was Christ sent down. So if we read the Bible and, and, and we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, then we begin to take a step forward into the light of Christ. Continue reading down through chapter number 2. But there were false prophets among, also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves a swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Through covetousness they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For God spared not the angels that had sinned, but cast them down into hell and delivered them in the change of darkness to be reserved of judgment. We cannot, the song says, we cannot do wrong and get by, right? We can't do it. But in the same way, there are people that teach and preach and try to evangelize and do you believe today there are false teachers in the world? Do you believe? There are. As strange as it is, we have the absolute truth. The absolute truth. The beginning and the end and all of all knowledge right here, the truth. There are people that will take this Bible and they will preach heresies. They will preach they will preach Calvinism. They will preach baptized in Jesus Christ's name and you're saved otherwise you're going to hell they'll preach repeat after me they'll do it all using this same Bible men uses God's words and turn it into a merchandise men uses God's people and turns it into a merchandise People use God's church, His name, His word. People use God's credit and turn it into fame and glory out of covetousness. God ever worked a miracle in your life and somebody else tried to claim credit for it? You ever done something by accident and said, hey, well, that was on purpose? We was playing baseball the other day. Foul ball hit the top of the fence. Bounced up and hit the light pole. Came back in and a kid caught it and he was yelling, Yay! It was luck. It wasn't him. He didn't do that. He, he didn't do it at all. We couldn't recreate that in a million years. But he, he got credit for it. He did, he did it all. Things happen today 
miracles happen in lives and doctors are claimed credit for it. God gives them abilities. God gives them knowledge. But our God also works the miracles. God will bless us. God will take care of us. God will give us things. And we say, oh, look at me. It's all God giving it to us. Man uses God's word. Man uses God's name. Man takes God's credit. All under the guise of false teaching. Peter said there were false teachers among you and there shall be false teachers among you. He said there has. And guess what? There always will be. Anybody in here never told a lie before? Anybody free of never telling a lie? Me either. How about never being lied to? Have you ever got to the point that you've never been lied to? I believe at some point we've all told a lie, probably before we hit teenage years, especially since we've hit teenage years. And chances are we have all been lied to at some point. But is it a lie if I tell you that this bottle is empty? If I tell you it's empty, there's an empty space at the top. Does that make the bottle empty? No, it makes it part empty. If I tell you this bottle is full, is that a lie or is that the truth? Look, it's got water in it. It's half full. Today, people use God's Word and they take partial truths. And a lot of times, partial truths are the most dangerous. Did the devil lie to Eve in the garden? Did the serpent lie? It's not a trick question. It's one that has gotten me before. Satan told him, he said, you will become as gods in the way that your mind is open and you then become knowledgeable of right and wrong. Satan just didn't tell him the whole truth. Today there are people in this world that take this They take God's Word. And they take the the King James Bible. They take the the inspired, written down by holy men of God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They take the truth and they take it and they twist it and they turn it and they turn it into a lie. It's very, very easy to turn the truth into a lie. In parliamentary procedure... To make an amendment to a motion. In one word, you can change everything. To make an amendment to the motion, you have to do one of three things. You can strike out. You can add two. Or you can strike out and add two. That's the only three ways you can amend a motion. And whenever you amend a motion, you can change everything about the motion. Or you can change absolutely nothing. Depending on the word that you use. People today that preach being baptized in Jesus' name. Let's flip over and read it. We were there this morning in the book of Mark in chapter number 16. Book of Mark in chapter number 16. I'm not saying that it's happening within a mile or two of this church. But inside Washington Parish, people are preaching that if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you are going to hell. I think I offended a man one time. 
I said boo. Wrong. Liar. Try again. He pulled up his Bible. He pulled up the King James Version Bible. He read this verse to me. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He said, there it is. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Which means if you're not baptized, you're not saved. And the Bible says be baptized in Jesus' name. It's in there. But he said right here, he said, this is the verse I'm hinging my eternity on. I got baptized. I'm saved. I told him, I don't care if you got baptized or not. This verse says believe. He said, oh, oh, but it says be baptized. I said, keep reading. Let's keep reading right here. He says, and he that believeth not shall be damned. He didn't say he that didn't get baptized. Nowhere in this Bible does it say if you don't get baptized, you're not saved. Nowhere. It don't exist. Look it up. Start in Genesis. Go through Revelations. You're not going to find it. It's not there. They will take a piece of a Bible and they, they will preach until they're blue in the face. They'll take a part of the Bible and you ever wonder how a used car salesman has such a bad name but they stay in business? Momo Gail, she watches Gunsmoke a lot now. And yesterday I went in there and talked to her, me and Bailey. We was in there and we was talking about something or other. Momo don't talk very much, but on the TV there, it's talking about a snake oil salesman. Selling that snake oil. Now we know that there ain't nothing to that snake oil. But he got people to buy it anyway. These used cars, we know that they're they're trash. But people bought it anyway. Why? Why? Why 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 does people still buy it even though they know it's wrong? Tickles their ears. It sounds good. I was in men's warehouse trying on tuxedos for my brother's wedding. Big mistake. But I went in there and I thought I might get me a new coat for church. And I put one on. It was blue. It was ugly. I hated it. I was trying to get the right size for my tuxedo coat. I put, I put it on. The guy said, oh, man, you look good in that. Man, you look sharp. I walked out there feeling real good about myself. If I can look good in something this ugly, <laughs> I felt good about myself. I almost bought the ugliest coat I've ever seen. I mean, it had all kind of different colors on it. I almost bought it. Why? Not because I needed it. Not because I wanted it. Not even because it was decent. Because of what he said to me. Because of the way he made me feel. So many times today we, we get wrapped up in what we feel and how other people make us feel and, and, and how they seem whenever they're saying it. I went to a church one time and this guy was making laps around the church. Just running wide open all the way around 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 the church. The guy was up on the, the stage in the front. He was hollering and it sounded like a different language. We're not going to get into all that. But finally we... Before the band even got up to preach, we, we got up and left. We was there with a friend of ours. I was, I don't know, 14 at the time. We was up there hunting. Man come around putting his hands on everybody. Me and my brothers, we, we got up and said, we'll wait the truck. <laughs> so after a little while, the man that took us there, he, he come out and we was all sitting on the tailgate of his truck. He said, what y'all come out here for? Man, we... 
That ain't for us. He said, but don't it make you feel good whenever them people get hollering and, and, and shouting and don't it make you just, just get right with God? No, it don't. No. No, it don't. At all. None. Zero. My littlest brother was, oh, he was young at the time. He said, if that man puts his hands on me, I'm going to bite him. <laughs> but a lot of people... But a lot of people, it made them feel good when that man come around and put his hands on them. It did. It, it just, it just it's electricity tingling through them is how they explained it. But it's all about how they feel. There's no substance there. We love donuts, right? You can eat two dozen at a time, right? They're going to fill you up. They're not going to fill you up. It's a trick. You know how come we can sit down and eat a whole bag of Doritos? There ain't nothing there. It's just nothing but bad for you in a bag. That's it. I can eat a can of Pringles in under five minutes. I can, I can wolf them things down. But there's no substance there. I can eat two bags of Doritos, a dozen of donuts, and a can of Pringles. But a 16-ounce ribeye fills me up. What is the difference between the two? One has substance. One is just air. One is nothing. One don't get us on to... There are a lot of people today preaching things that make you feel good. The Word of God should make us feel good, right? The Word of God should make us joyous. But if the only thing that we have is a feeling, we're in trouble. The only thing we have is an emotional high connected to an experience, we are in trouble. I'm not saying they're all bad. I believe with all my heart that people get saved at these big youth camps and youth conferences. I believe with all my heart that there's a lot of good in them. But there's a lot of people that get saved because they was in an environment. They was in an environment where everybody was feeling good and everybody was raising their hands and everybody was jumping up and down and, and they just felt good. This must be salvation. And it's not. This must be what it's right like to get right with God. God came to the prophet. He came in an earthquake. He came in all the signs and wonders. He saw it, but God wasn't in it. He saw all this big to do. And he said God wasn't in it. And that still, small voice came to him. I'm not saying it. We can't jump up and down in church. I think sometimes we should feel more like jumping up and down in church. But I'm saying <laughs> jumping up and down in church does not get you closer to God. An emotional experience is great. But if that's all we have, it's just air. Feeling great and feeling awesome in church and, and praising God with our hands up and and shouting and, and hollering and, 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 and I love it. But if that's all we have, we're missing the most important thing. Anybody ever made homemade donuts before? Just me. I know I'm donuts. I'm hungry. I made homemade donuts. It's one of the greatest things my mama could have ever taught me. You take your can of, of uh, pop biscuits. They work great. Not the grands, the flaky ones. They're not any good. Take your can of pop biscuits. Pop them open. Take you a prescription medicine bottle. Make sure it's nothing dangerous. But you take you you wiggle you out a hole in the middle of it for your donut hole. You take you drop that sucker in grease and you cook it on both sides. You pull it out and you put it in a ziploc bag full of powdered sugar and you shake it up really good. 
and you put it on a plate. Cool. Once it cools, you have yourself a donut. A delicious, wonderful, awesome, unhealthy, grease-filled donut. Okay? But the donut holes is the best part. Because you can just pop them in your mouth. Having an emotional experience, having something that, that just gets you excited and, and, and all up in, in yourself is great. But it's not going to fill you up without God. It's, it's not going to get you there. It'll get you close. But it's not going to get you there. Jump down, if you would, to verse number 8 in 2 Peter chapter 2. For the righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with unlawful deeds. If you're here and you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, you know what has substance and what don't. You know what is snake oil and what is not. You know what is praise and worship and glorifying God, and you know what's praise and worship and glorifying whoever's standing up there wanting you to bow down to them. There's a lot of that today too. Verse 9, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust to the day of judgment. Today there's a lot of emotional feelings in this world. There's a lot of people selling things that we ain't got no mind buying. There's a lot of half truths. There's a lot of partial truths. There's a lot of this Bible is better because you can understand it. Guess what? It's not the Word of God. It's missing some stuff. Well, why'd you pull that out? Well, it just makes it easier to read. Don't get me wrong. This Bible was translated too. Okay? The, 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 the prophets didn't write it down in English. This Bible was translated too. But I feel with all my heart, after doing ever so little bit of research on it, I, I feel like this is the Word of God, the closest thing that we have. And the further and the further and the further that they begin to translate these things, the further off that they begin to get. I saw a picture the other day. There was a lineup of eight books by this man named Joel Olstein. And it was eight books that he had written. And they all had the same pronouns. Every one of them. They all had the same picture of him. And it was all trying to change you. It had the same pronouns in it. He said, I, me, and my all the time. What is God's word about? What does God want for us? Acts in 2, chapter 2. Peter goes and tries to preach to others. Jesus tells us in Acts in chapter 1, spread the gospel to others. What is our good news about? It's about taking it to the world. It's not about advancing me. It's not about what I can do, how far I can go. It's about how far the word of God can go. It's not about one person. It's, it's not about my increase. It's not about turning the, the things of God, as he said in verse 3, into a merchandise. It's about the Word of God. It's about the truth. Not the partial truth, not the almost truth, not the, the reconstructed truth. I heard that one this past week. That's not a new translation. That's the reconstructed Bible. It didn't need reconstruction. 
We had to reconstruct the house one time. That's because it was falling apart. The Word of God is not falling apart. It don't need reconstructing. It's not about how much you feel. It's not about... It's about God. It's about His Word. It's about the truth. The one truth, the only truth. The only truth. Not for my interpretation, but interpreted for me by the Holy Spirit, which leads and guides me in the Word, which leads me in my life, which leads us to know the difference in truth and false. Leads us to know the difference in light and dark because they cannot exist together. The closer we are to the light, the less shadows we throw the less the darkness shows through us. The further we get away from the light, the bigger, the darker our shadow gets. The more darkness the world sees in us. This afternoon, the Word of God is that light. The Word of God is that truth. In truth, there are no emotions. In truth, there are facts. In truth, there is no, I interpret it this way, you interpret it that way. In truth, there is truth. And in this truth, we find the light of Christ. We must choose between light and darkness. We must choose between right and wrong. We must choose between the way that the Holy Spirit leads us and the way He says, hey, don't you go that way. You know better than that. We all know better than that, right? Do we still go that way? Of course, I had a piece of fried chicken for lunch today. I'm not eating fried food at the moment. But it sure was good. We make wrong decisions. But if we live close to that light, that light will shine through us. Because we live close to Christ. And in Him there is no darkness. Oh, we have a verse of song. We'll ask for a verse of invitation.